Support for this podcast comes from FanDuel Sportsbook. Don't just watch college basketball. Get in the action and shoot your shot. With the FanDuel Sportsbook app, there's more ways to play all tournament long. New users get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Sign up with code DANCE on the FanDuel Sportsbook app and make your first deposit today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only for $1,000 risk-free bet. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, let's talk about what we learned today. My name's Chris Ballinger. I'm here with my wife, Jessica Ballinger, who is also a host of this show. She's not like a guest and I'm in charge or anything like that. It's just, we so do this together. you're kind of in charge today because you picked out all the questions. I did. You organized everything. So I thank did a you little, I that. did a little work, Thank you. which is good. <laughs> today we're talking about relationships. We're going to be answering a bunch of questions that people had for us because we've had a long relationship. We've had a lot of kids. And so people asked us questions about that on Twitter. We're going to answer a bunch of questions. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we learned this week. Oh, uh, yes. So I learned what it's like to take a week off. I, I actually really do like working. And um, so I was kind of like, oh, a week off. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about editing again and like getting back into vlogging and everything. But it's been really nice. Yeah. It's been really nice just kind of taking some time. We've played a lot of games and spent a lot of time just talking. And I've, I've liked it. Yeah, it's, it's been, been really nice. Yeah, it's been a nice week. We also did a little photo shoot, which was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, because we have our new bunny mm-hmm. and we wanted to have a little um, like the a, a memory mm-hmm. of, of the first week our bunny was in our life because we actually had done the exact same thing with Alice. And it's one thing that we always look back to is that like really special photo shoot with Alice. So we wanted to make sure that the kids all had photos with our our new pet so it we also did that. yeah it co- and, coincide with with uh luke's birthdays coming up yeah and then um and then we also took a couple pictures for this for the podcast so so if you're seeing yeah. some new profile pictures and such <laughs> yeah. thumbnails that's that's what that came to doing did that but that went that went well like as well as it can photo shoots like family photo shoots are they're a lot of work. They're very challenging. They're just like, they take a lot of energy and they feel very vulnerable because you're mm-hmm. like there with all your kids, like in front of a photographer. And luckily the, our photographer is like one of my best friends. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, she's so she's good wonderful. at taking the photos and being patient with us and like being understanding and just being and loving on our kids, not like getting frustrated or like, um, I don't know, like Mm -hmm. snappy, like she's just, she's loving, like as she's taking the photo. So it's really good, but it's also just like draining. Like for me, even picking out clothes is draining. Yeah. Like I start it tired because I don't usually plan enough in advance as far as like outfits. Um, And that wears me out. Like that takes me way longer than I ever think it's going to. Like it takes me a couple hours to pick out outfits for all of us. And it is not my forte. And I always feel like, really I guess like I said vulnerable about it like insecure and vulnerable because I don't feel like I'm very good at matching clothes you feel like there's a lot of pressure for because like that's the beginning of the whole thing like that sets the tone for the whole thing all of it and then like one person won't have any pants I'm like oh it's usually me (laughs) sometimes or like then as like (laughs) your pants don't go with this theme at all no or you're like, it'll, yeah, your pants that do go with the theme will like... Not go with my shirt. I don't know. It's like a whole domino it's effect. A, it's, a, it's a domino effect. And we're in the time of COVID. So it's not like, a, okay, we'll run out to Target and get some jeans sort of thing. Like, yeah. I, I haven't wanted to do that. I wanted to use what we have, all of that. Anyway, it's a lot of pressure. And then also like as a female, my friend Katie taught me that... Um, the best way to plan clothes is to pick the mom's outfit first. So that's like something I will give to you guys because she says like, pick the mom, make the mom feel good. And then like everybody kind of go out from there. But at the same time, you know, for me, a lot of times I'm postpartum or whatever, and my clothes are fitting funny or, um, or I don't like love the way that they're fitting just because I'm, my body is kind of always changing. Like as somebody who's having kids, somewhat frequently (laughs) I feel like I go from you know normal to pregnant to like three different stages of pregnant to then like less pregnant or not pregnant (laughs) 
and then your body changes from there. And I don't know, it seems like a, it's a very weird time in a woman's life. And I feel like I'm always kind of going through that cycle and planning photos like really makes you face that. And I'm not saying that that like I my body's wrong in any way because I think like the, a female body like does so many amazing things and it's like really wonderful. But it's also like weird because your clothes are just like you can't just rely on a favorite outfit. I feel like we could honestly do a full podcast on family photos. Do you guys like want that? Is that a photos. thing? Yeah, I don't know if anybody wants that, but I feel like we could do it for sure. <laughs> also, this week. Um... Eddie Van Halen died. He was just super important to music. And it was like, that was, that was heavy for me when, when I found that out as well. I didn't realize that was hitting you that hard because I don't know. I I don't know him that well. Um, You just know him from the Nerf Herder song? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Nerf Herder is a band that we were big fans of (laughs) Um, back when we were in high school they were a local band and and we would like go to their concerts and stuff and their big hit was called Van Halen. We were a lot, no well a, a lot of people would actually know them from Buffy the Vampire Slayer because they do yeah, the they did the, the theme song, song yeah. of Buffy. But we were like fans. Like we followed yeah. them and like they knew us and yeah. they would let us in for free to shows. <laughs> they let you in for free? You too. Oh, we yeah. would be on the list. I'd be like, "Hey, put me on the list." And they probably couldn't st- Stand me. That's my. Oh, favorite. really? I don't. Know, I don't just think because, so. Like they're all like, why are these kids asking to be on the list again? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I did. I did like I video feel... work for one of them. Well, that's good. Once, I feel, or for I all feel of them. Awkward about it was for it the band. Like, I wonder. <laughs> it was that. That was like a really fun time. Like to me, like that's that's memories of like childhood. Is we could go off and talk about like little Chris and Jessica going to like punk rock concerts (laughs) because we definitely did that in a weird sort of way yeah it feels like a different lifetime for sure it does it does but we have we definitely did that and um and it was a big deal because we were like young and didn't know how to go to different places but somehow we would end up like in san diego yeah (laughs) we'd be like we went to San or like Diego. Deep, deep in Los Angeles somewhere. <laughs> it was like a huge kind of growing up point for us, I think. We yeah. Yeah. We we would go places like the Glass House was like the name of one of the places. Yeah. The and Troubadour? The Troubadour, yeah. Well that was that's a was that like them? that's a real place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we definitely saw them play there. Um, and the House of Blues. And I think Perry Grip, who was the lead singer, who was the one I would like ask for free tickets from um i think he's pretty famous in his own way like for ringtones now yeah he has a like a big youtube channel now i think too or at least he did a few years ago he's done some really fun catchy things (laughs) like if you've seen like a a hamster eating things yeah that's his song (laughs) (laughs) and there's something about like a like a cat on a pig on a mouse or something yeah <laughs> I think there's like some i'm sure there is animals song or yeah. something yeah i love perry grip um <laughs> i mean we haven't seen him for like 17 years or something no but yeah that was a time we used to play kickball with yeah them. we play no we play kickball with um dave with the dave, drummer yeah. so like we were fans you guys <laughs> and then uh and then we also uh we made them a pumpkin once. We did. Halloween. We made a really cool like. Wow, we're we're going down memory lane pumpkin. here. I don't know how this we is... ended up on this. Van Halen. Van Halen. So that da. song was about Van Halen. Van Halen. Da. You don't know the tune of that song, do you? <laughs> it's been a while. Do it. You start. No, Van I'm not going to sing the Van Halen song by Nerf Herder. I am mixing all of. Is this what you wanted? Sammy Hagar. Sammy And now we've, we've broken all the copyright rules. Is this rules. what you want? No, we got to stop. We no, can't keep going. we can do that here. Can, can we, we do, do that? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> We're new to this whole podcast thing. Anyway, yeah, we like their music. Yeah. Not not music we would let our kids listen to, though. No, no. There were some songs. Yeah. We we were rebellious youngsters. Yes. We, <laughs> we would not let our kids listen to their music now. But it was fun. It was fun, fun songs. And, and now we he does. were older than our kids' age, too. That's true. Time. That's true. Like, we were fair. able to drive places barely. Yeah. We're going to jump into these questions. I feel like 
I don't know. Maybe it'll end up messy, but I also feel like this whole episode is just going to be one giant flex because, like, I really love you a whole lot. Oh. And I feel like we kind of have the perfect relationship, but maybe I'll find out something today. I don't know. But I feel like we're kind of perfect. Like, I genuinely. hope we don't find out something on this. <laughs> like, this is the thing that takes us down. I don't know. I haven't seen any of the questions. So. Yeah, yeah. So I've collected a bunch of questions from Twitter, and a lot of them are very nice, like what you just said. Okay. And I'm a little weepy right now. Like, I'm, I'm tearing up because of what you just said. <laughs> so... This is going to be a very mushy podcast. I hope you're ready for that. But before we get into it, let's check and see if we have any sponsors today. If you're tuning into this podcast, chances are you let curiosity drive your life. Introducing the redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. For all of you who want to go wherever your ambitions take you, this changes everything. The new design has upgraded human connectivity with a head-up display in Mitsubishi Connect app, which lets you start the car remotely, lock and unlock, get maintenance reminders, and more. Mitsubishi Connect also works with smart speakers like Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant. On the outside, the Eclipse Cross features super all-wheel control with four driving modes and a suite of advanced driver assist systems, meaning smooth, reliable handling. Plus, the Eclipse Cross just looks cool. With its coupe-like design and perfect size, it elevates the compact SUV department. It's the sleek, modern, and safe choice, designed with humans first. The redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. Drive your ambition. Learn more at MitsubishiCars.com. There were a lot of questions when I asked for them on Twitter. So if we didn't get to a question that you're interested in, our hashtag is L-T-A-W-W-L-T. That's L-T-A-W-L-T is a good way to remember it. Uh, Miss Our Baller Fan, with two A's in the fan, says, How did you guys meet? How old were you? And when did you decide you wanted to start a family? I love you guys. This is such a long answer. It is a long At This one I'm saying we're not going to have enough time. <laughs> For like all the things. This is sort of an intro to our relationship. So we yeah. can kind of do like a quick, okay, quick sort of recap. We were both 16 years old. Yes. Freshly 16. Yes. And um, we had crushes on each other from afar. Mm-hmm. And we weren't in each other's social circles. We were in high school together. Yeah, we went to the same school. But we like didn't have classes together. Nothing about like our friends circle really overlapped. And um, I just remember being like, I remember looking at him in the yearbook while I was on the phone with my friend, Kelly. And I was like, I have a crush on that guy. And like pointing you out from the yearbook. What year was that? Well, I mean, it must have been. Which yearbook picture? I need to look that up. I don't know because I don't know if it came. It was the end of the year when we started dating, but it must have been before that. So it must have been, I'm guessing it's our sophomore year. year? Sophomore year? Because we started no no we started dating after the summer yeah so it would have been freshman year so um what was that picture i had a crush on you like from the halls but i just remember pointing out like figuring out your name Mm -hmm. because like we didn't know each other at all and i remember kelly was like oh my gosh that was the guy who was elvis in junior high because that was how christopher was like known because nobody really knew him but they knew that he showed up randomly and like performed the heck out of elvis i was a very quiet guy that ate lunch in a classroom so like (laughs) to, to give you an idea like i had three best friends and that was it and i didn't really talk to anybody else and i did do I really, I was into Elvis, like just in general, (laughs) and I liked imitating people. And so there was this 50s day in junior high. It's like the last day of junior high. Which means also, just so you guys know, like we went to junior high together. Yeah. We just didn't know each other. We just didn't know each other. And so I was like, I went up to the teacher and I was like, can I be Elvis? And he was like, you? Like, he was like... I mean, if no one else wants to do it, I guess so. <laughs> for like an end of the year performance. For the end of the year performance. Everyone lip synced yeah. to 50s music. He was Elvis. And I came out as Elvis. And it was like a big deal in the school. It was. <laughs> Everybody was 
like that guy who was Elvis. Like, where did that come from? No, like, like everybody being, was talking no, about like him. No, like Elvis in particular. Like, oh, it was a big role to get. Yeah. So the teacher like pulled me aside. He's like, "Listen, you've got to really sell this thing because <laughs> he, I think he was nervous because." traditionally the Elvis moment is this like big moment in the thing. (laughs) And I was this shy, quiet kid who didn't talk to anyone. Yeah. And I went out there and I was Elvis. Yeah. He really pulled it off. And people (laughs) then uh, down the halls didn't know my name, but they said, Hey Elvis Elvis all the time. Yeah. And so that was, that was, I, I guess that like was the start of something. I, I don't have know. to pull out my old junior high yearbook. Cause I feel like Kelly even might've talked about you in my junior high yearbook. I think she had hmm. a crush on you in junior high. She but did? I could be wrong. I don't know. I have to look it up. I mean, I know she probably did in, from knowing her in person. Okay. Kelly. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, we really okay, met so We really no, met when we were 16. We're nowhere near the beginning of this story. No. <laughs> so basically, I decided that I had a crush on him and I told my friends and they knew and I had a big friendship circle. I had like theater people kind of like independent fringe funny people and the like funny thing is like at the same time i feel like we were passing each other in the halls yeah and and we, and, like, and we just kind of like like kind of not even nod or anything just it was just sort of like awkward. eye contact awkwardness <laughs> and then and i didn't tell anyone because i only had a small group of friends that i told sure. nothing to okay and then but in my head i was like that that's i'm i'm very interested in learning more about this girl she's like super cool (laughs) and then i saw you in a play yes and you were in the music man i was in the music man chorus and it was the first play that i had seen at the school i didn't like go to theater productions it was like a weird thing for me to even go to it and i was just like oh there's that girl she's great (laughs) and funnily enough i believe right before that i saw you in an improv show at the school Yes. So like we both saw each other on stage and we both like, I guess he didn't say it to anybody else, but I was sitting next to somebody and I went, oh, and like my friends like made fun of me for that because I was so excited when I saw you come on stage. And I was like, that's the guy I've got a crush on. And I like told all my friends. Did I do okay know. in the improv show? Was Great. It? You're that's amazing good. at improv. Oh, that's good. Um, And so after that, because my friends knew that I had a crush on him, one of them had PE with him. Mm-hmm. And I, this is where it gets awkward. This is where the story gets weird. Sorry. I'm a little yeah, uncomfortable for take, half a second here. Get some but, baggage out here. <laughs> um, I started dating a friend of mine for a week. For a, a week. And um, one of my friends said, hey, it's too bad that Jessica is dating so-and-so now because she actually had a big crush on you and like that's to me too bad. and PE to, to Christopher and PE and that same day that's, we actually that's broke up also called like gem it's physical education oh, yeah. Je- I don't know California it's, calls yeah, it PE it's called I don't different know. things in different places in the world so anyway the friend had told him that I had a crush on him but actually I was also breaking up like that other guy and I broke up like we were just friends <laughs> Okay, we were friends, but we were like, hey, maybe we'll like be not friends or, you know, more than friends. But anyway, so the friend told Christopher. And then like a few days later, he was like, oh, she broke up with that guy. I don't think he told you. No, he definitely told me. And I, and he was like, and. because no, you asked for my number without knowing that we broke up. That's what you told me. Oh, was that? Is that what yeah. happened? Okay, so the friend that had talked to Christopher about the fact that I had a crush on him said, you've got to come to this end of the school party. That girl's going to be there. And like, you should come to this party. And Christopher is a guy who had never been to a party in his life. I don't no, think. I, Aside I, from like a birthday party. I did improv and Elvis and that's it. Right. That's all, that's all the socializing I've done. And never, never had a girlfriend. Mm-mm. Never, had never been on a date what else can I can I tell them about you? <laughs> I had never asked somebody for their phone number. No. Had never talked to a girl on the phone? Not related? Uh no, probably not. <laughs> so you went So so he was like you should come to this party, but the only way but I'm not going to tell you where the party is. You've got to get her number and find out where the party is. Did you guys scheme that together or no, was that all him? That was all him. Wow. What a friend. Like write a letter, like a thank you letter. Don't you think? Sure. Yeah. Let's, I mean, every it time we see wild. him, we talk to him about it. He, he takes credit for 
all of our children. He deserves it. <laughs> like that is wild. Um, but he basically was like, you're going to need to go up and ask for her phone number. Yep. And I did. Which is such a gutsy thing to do. Like that is wild. I for said, I went guy, up to I'm her so and I was like, hey, the, I heard there's this party. Uh, are you going to it? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know where he lives. Um, can I get your number? And like, I'll call you and and you can tell me the address and everything. Yeah. And it that was, happened. That He got my number. And you didn't know, as far as I know, that I had broken up with the friend. I guess I didn't know. That's what you've told me. But I don't know. But we had. Yeah. Because I remember being at the party going like, oh, man. Like, she's like. It would be so cool to like get to know her more, but I don't want to like I don't want to like ruin something. This is the she... wildest, most rebellious Christopher Ballinger story I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, so my heart is going pitter patter. So we were sixteen. I think that was the answer to the question: is we were sixteen, and that's how we kind of met. And then he went to the party. Yeah. And then I was like, "Yes, this is happening." And then he did magic for my friends all night long and never talked to me and left early because he had a curfew. But I made an impression. <laughs> And then it was summer. And I was like, oh, guess that's not happening. But then like the next day, was it like the next day or was it a couple days later? It was a few days later. I I gave her a call because I had her number. I asked her out on a date. It was very exciting. And we and we have been dating ever since. And when did you decide you wanted to start a family? That second phone call, probably. <laughs> no, Things we got serious really fast. We were, to be honest, and we were really open about it too. Like we were very much like the whole time going like, "Oh, do you want a big family? Yes." Or like, "You want to have kids?" We well, were we like should, the emojis that have heart eyes. Where would we get married? Like, we. I just feel like <laughs> How it many was. Kids should we have? It was pretty early on. Yeah. Head over he, heels. He um he told me that he loved me. All right, like our third date. I think the same day that he kissed me for the first time. Is that time out for you? I guess so. Yeah. There it is. True love. True love. Uh Sarah Trop twenty six. Hey Sarah. How do you guys work through hard times slash arguments? He's very patient. I feel like I feel like I'm very not fun to argue with. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, it's not exciting to argue with me. I feel like I'm going to listen and learn right now because I, I always feel like he's got a strategy because I will vent and I will like be like. Ugh. So here's my strategy. You want to hear my strategy? I think you wait it out because I am very forgiving. And nope. by the next day, I've forgotten everything. Nope. Like I just forget. Nope. nope. I've tried okay, that. It didn't it? work. <laughs> um, so here's here's the the big thing is I listen yeah. and I try and go, I know I have an opinion on this and it's a strong opinion and I could start an argument right now or I could go, what, what of this is my fault or what am I, what, what's, I know that she's got my best interests in mind as well as her own. Like I know that she wants this to work out. What can I learn from this? How can I improve myself? And, and if I'm not getting it yet, I'm going to get it soon. Like I will, I will learn what, what I can, how I can change. And I don't try and force you to change your mind. Yeah. So, and the thing is, typically we both sort of both come to that, to, to like an agreement or we both come to like realize that we're both looking out for each other. Does that make sense? Yes. So, oh, no. <laughs> I, no, I just also feel like you never come at me with any complaints. Because <laughs> he's got like this strategy for how to problem solve. And I'm like, it's, I think I just vent I uh, No, I have. I, I, I've gotten, we've gotten in some big, bigger arguments where we're like upset so with each other. I remember when we, we were in high school any. and dating. Yeah. It was like drama. All it the was time. like One Tree Hill, which is why I like One Tree Hill. Because... I feel like we never had any like very, very, very serious stuff happen, but I still feel like it was very drama. It was like yeah. very, like so different than what it is now and what marriage has kind of been for us. Yeah. Um, because I feel like in general, we don't fight or argue. Like we're talking about how we do, but like we almost never do. And I feel like 
like it's been years i think well there's this impulse that comes up sometimes where it's like i know i'm right like whenever that that's the basis of an argument is that like i know i'm right and they're wrong and i've got to convince them that they're wrong for, for any argument mm -hmm. and if you and what i've learned is that you're very smart you're very caring if there's something that's wrong to the point where you'll say something that that makes me go like well i gotta stand up for myself i i take a minute and i really assess like what what is it that's upsetting her that i that that is my fault because they're typically it's it's both sides you know typically there's something going on on both sides both sides are right in their own way both sides are wrong in their own way and for me to to assess it and go like what what am i doing wrong here it is really eye-opening and i don't i just feel like people don't do that that often they end up in these big fights and you're with somebody that you're like how come you don't understand me and it's because you're not taking the minute the moment to like understand the other person and i feel like you do the same thing for me and i feel like when we do have a a moment where that's like a little more tense me giving myself the time to work it through also gives you the time to work it through so it doesn't turn into like a shouting match does that mm -hmm. make sense yeah i feel like everybody should listen to this guy like he's really amazing i feel like he's been like throughout a relationship like this glue that just holds us together because he's like so wise and so patient and so loving and i like i just feel so honored that i get to be your wife like i think that's it like I just think like I couldn't have done as well with anyone else like I just think you're really amazing and I really hope that people learn from I you think, I think you're really amazing like I don't I, I completely am this is turning into like a major mush fest <laughs> but like but like it's true it's a totally true and I feel like that that's like realizing that the other person has your best interests in in heart and wants what's best yeah. for you is like is something that people forget and and when you remember that and you you really work together as long as you initially in the relationship um like assess properly that the person does actually want what's best for you yeah and is not like abusive in some way mm -hmm. um then you can you can grow together and i think that that's really cool and i feel like um yeah, you kind of stole my answer with with that. Like that's something I would talk. I type. Uh, sorry, that's something that was like really huge for me personally. Like mm -hmm. I remember in high school, like later in high school, later in our high school version of our relationship, having that moment where we were talking. I think in my car, like our my old Volvo, and and being like kind of shocked that 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 was a thing that like the idea that you wanted the best for me and like I don't feel like that's how I was raised with relationships like mm -hmm. and I'm talking about how I saw relationships in the media and how um I had seen models of personal relationships like I was always kind of taught that it was a competition or you want like I was really shown that and that's kind of what I thought going into relationships like that there's kind of this versus going on always like humming in the background. Or that there's like some game where you have to like yeah. trick the other person into getting your way. Exactly. That, yeah. that is so prevalent on television. And in magazines, like my parents gave me Cosmopolitan and like teen magazine subscriptions from when I was like 12 or 13 years old. And there is such mature content that like really skews your perspective on what a relationship can yeah. be. Uh, honestly especially then like you know we're talking about 20 years ago yeah based on like our our high school relationship versus our now relationship i would much rather just for if you wanted something to just tell me you know yeah. what i mean and i feel like that's how we have complete communication it's not ever like oh um I'm going to trick you into thinking that you want this or that I need this or you, you know what I mean? It's, there's no, there's no secrets mm -hmm. and there's no like secret desires or secret, like, um, I don't know, worry that you're going to take offense for me asking for something or, or that I'm going to take offense for you asking for something. 
Uh, and that is so much easier to live with. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I completely agree with that as well. Mm-hmm. You want to do another question? Yeah. We're going through these like very slowly. So we're going to have to do another one of these relationship <laughs> podcasts. Um, oh, this is interesting. This is sort of a past, like this is sort of an extension of, of what the last question was. Holly Webb 25 says, how do you deal with disagreements when around the kids without it affecting them? I mean, I feel like everything in life affects kids. Yes. Or doesn't. And you're like, wait, you don't even remember that? That was a big thing. And they're like, Meow. or at least that was like my childhood. I'm like, oh, I don't remember that one. But that one struck me. You know, you always wonder as a parent, like what your kid's going to yeah, take away. It's yeah. like the big childhood moment. Um, I feel like we we don't have a lot of disagreements And I think because of that, we aren't, like, very good at it, like, in front of our kids. Like, we don't make a huge deal about, like, censoring ourselves. Yeah, I feel like if we have a disagreement, we talk about it not in front of them. I don't even, I mean, kind of. And then, but there are lots of times where we'll be like, well, this and this. And we, I think we bicker. Like, we have a thing about us where we, we have a little bit of a bicker. And it's natural and it's not, um... It's not like an issue that we have, but I feel like I've had moments with people that I'm like new at meeting or something and we'll do our bicker thing and then they'll be like, what just happened? (laughs) We're like, no, no, no. Like we don't, we aren't having any issues. And I feel like probably our kids see stuff like that. But I think, um, gosh, I'll always remember this one moment. This is not, this is the opposite of what's being asked probably. But I remember this one moment where Christopher and I thought we were in private and Christopher was just saying to me like he was like something like how he loved me so much and he was so grateful for me and like like he was honestly just being like the sweetest man in the world and that's us in private I think a lot of the times like he he was just like kind of adoring me and we realized that Bailey was like around the corner and had been listening the whole time and we were like hey dude so like you're listening um like you should tell people when you're listening in on their conversations and like you know it was that that was a thing but she just looked at us and I just will always remember that she was like you guys are so lucky and it was like really cool because I I feel like it was like the one time where I really saw our kids seeing our relationship if that makes sense but it meant a lot to me I think about it a lot um just that like I'm, I'm glad she was listening in on us, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I, I hope that when we do have disagreements, our kids are just seeing people disagreeing and moving on from it. And like the fact that we love our, love each other like wholly like five seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I but think, that's what I meant by not handling it very well. Like yeah. I feel like we do it more in front of them than probably we even realize because it's not that deep ever when we get in arguments like it's not yeah like it hopefully was they're we just seeing school. us like work things out more right I feel that's like what i'm that's, saying yeah. like it's positive like it's positive because they're seeing us communicate i guess maritally <laughs> jenna is asking do you guys take turns when it comes to taking care of the kids such as like one night someone feeds luke while the other tends to the other kids we have too many kids to not be constantly taking turns yeah <laughs> I feel like I feel like we take turns, but we're taking our turn at the same time, but right. with different kids. A hundred percent. Yes. And I I would say like in terms of, I feel like in the mornings lately, like during quarantine, there have been these mornings where we kind of trade off who takes the like first hour yeah. or two. We've been doing that like silently. Just, and we, I feel it was like not an, even a, an arrangement. It was just <laughs> like, oh, well, I, I, I slept in yesterday, so I guess I'm getting up today. For me, it's just some days lately I've been having energy. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to take on the day. And then some days I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just cannot do anything but sleep for hours. And somehow that's like worked out where we've been on opposite schedules and we've been able to cover each other's backs and let each other like have I've, a good rest. I've honestly gone like I slept in yesterday i i can't do it two days in a row like i i have to i have to get up and like take care of of stuff i'd be okay i have to give her a turn yeah (laughs) i have to let her sleep um i also so that would be the only like turns thing that i would i would say we've been doing well i also like i always nurse luke like first thing in the morning and i think christopher like 
without even us talking about it, he kind of acknowledges that like I have that time that's reducing my sleep. Yes. And I think he will often try to help me with that if if that's an issue for me that day, which it hasn't been lately. Like it hasn't always been an issue. I've been waking up pretty well, um, which is great. Um, but with, yeah. Yeah. With babies, I would say we we have our own jobs more like not jobs, but like we have tasks, roles, roles that are different from each other. Like mm-hmm. I can't nurse the infants. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I generally teach all of the reading because I'm a little bit controlling about it. Yeah. And I teach the math because I enjoy math more. Yeah. But also, um, you'll, you'll nurse the baby, but I am always the one that wakes up, goes and gets them, sees if they need a diaper change and brings them to you. Yep. So, and I feel like even though I'm probably getting a lot more sleep out of that deal than you are, it's like, at least I'm, at least I'm contributing something. Because I can't nurse them. I love this little thing about us. I'm assuming that we weren't necessarily doing it first and second child. Like, I think it's something we had to come upon um, as we had children together and, like, learned our own strengths and weaknesses. But it's a question as a mom on, like, mom, like, you know, I have, like, mom websites that I look at. And I often see the dynamic of a struggling mom who's completely sleep deprived, um, just assuming the role of being completely sleep deprived because then a husband or the partner is attending work the next day in some capacity. And I know that's not always every family dynamic, but I just see it as a question a lot. And that's typically what I see it being. And a lot of people going like, yep, that's how it is. And, and, and then seeing a lot of resentment. That's an extension of the game. That's that's yeah. the like well the the mom mentality of like well my husband is going to work and I'm just I'm not saying that that's how all families are I'm just saying that I've this I've seen a, this, this a lot a this is typical dynamic is like well he's going to work so I have to I have to do all the childbearing stuff and clean the house and everything and the dad going yeah like yeah I'm I am the one supporting all of you like I am the one working and that's not even always the the case a lot of the times that mom also has a part-time job or a second job that is also happening and it's really like speaking as someone who who was in that role for a few years because I was a completely stay-at-home mom completely stay-at-home mom um, homeschooling your kids after Parker was born Mm -hmm. until he was about a year and a half and I would go to work and do the the you know nine to five it was more hours than that, but yeah, like doing that and then taking any extra odd jobs that I could to, to also, you know, fill the gaps because the job I had wasn't paying enough for everything. And now if you're not familiar with us, Christopher works from home and also helps like a hundred percent with the kids and our home life. And I work from home more so than at that time I did. Like now I have um, more work-related tasks, and I'm also doing the kids in the home life. But it's easy to succumb to that idea of like because you don't see what the other person's doing, you don't value it the way that you should. Or there's a rule that's in your head that you're like, this is the rule, this is how it's going to be, so I'm not going to listen to the other person right. and see what their needs are and make sure that this is actually working for both of us. I remember after um, producing Haters Back Off, and and having that job, which was, I thought, like, the hardest job that someone could do. Like, I was up constantly, and then I was editing a vlog, and then, you know, trying to spend any time that I could with the kids and you that I had left over. And then going from that to then um, having the hiatus, the, like, mm-hmm. between seasons, and taking on the role of, like, you were pregnant, and I was homeschooling the kids i was probably on bed rest you were on bed rest yeah and i was taking care of the kids and how i ended up on bed rest then for about 10 weeks so that was a moment that was so eye-opening to Mm -hmm. see what you go through every day was like oh what like this is harder (laughs) than what i was doing before and i didn't give her any credit for that and i think having that moment was like really helpful for our relationship as as well as everything else it's like i really appreciated what you were doing at our house and um i I don't know i i kind of i 
I walked away from just that first day going like, I wish every husband of a stay-at-home mom or every mom of a stay-at-home dad could just do this for a day and realize like what what goes into this it's not just like you're playing with the kids all day there's like you gotta you gotta schedule things you gotta make sure you're on top of that schedule you have to keep the kids in line and then you have to do it even when you're exhausted and then to have an exhausted partner come back from work and expect more or not be able to like pitch in that it's gotta be so hard yeah and i felt i feel like even before then you were a very like generous and present dad. Like you were always somebody who like helped in the middle of the night and things like that. That's just like who you are. But I agree. There was probably a moment ar- around that time when things really clicked. Like, yeah. I don't want to give us all the credit like from the get go. Cause I feel like we've learned a lot. No, we, we grew with each other. Yeah. And, exactly. th- and that's super important. I feel like in any relationship is that is realizing you, the person you are now, it's not going to be the same person you are 20 years from now. And you can choose to like grow together or you can grow apart. Yes. And, and that's that, like, that's, that can happen. That's something I definitely like, I really want to talk about because I always feel like people say like, well, so-and-so changed. So yeah. then this didn't work. And, and I can't like, you can't enter into marriage assuming the person won't change. Because you're yeah. going to change. That's yeah. the nature of, of being a human is that you change. And I think deciding to change together and both people following through with that is mm-hmm. is really essential. Um, and something that's been, that's just happened really naturally with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing I wanted to bring up about this, the, the night feedings from the very beginning. Yeah, I forgot the question. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> well, what I wanted to say that I love about us And this is going to sound totally bizarre. Like, I don't think I've ever seen this be the parenting answer. And it's not the parenting answer for everyone. It's the parenting answer for us Um, because of how each of us sleeps and responds to lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is that I will nurse the babies every couple of hours throughout the night until they get closer to like sleeping through the night, which just means that they're sleeping for longer stretches. It's not like full adult human night sleep. (laughs) Um, But in that time, this is going to sound totally bizarre. So don't don't get too freaked out. But how we do it is Christopher gets up when the baby cries or when it's time on our little clock to feed the baby. He gets up, gets the baby, brings the baby to me and I nurse the baby um, in bed, Christopher falls asleep, and then after 30 minutes or whenever the nursing session is done, I nudge Christopher. Sometimes it's more a, more of a smack. <laughs> it's like a kick. Several, <laughs> because I'm a, I, I think I'm a deep sleeper. So he's a deep sleeper, and he falls asleep easily. So I nudge Christopher. Christopher gets up, takes the baby, puts the baby back into the bed. I don't think other people do this. Nobody else would certainly like really talk about it because I feel like. People assume that the person uh, feeding the baby and however they're going to feed the baby is getting up and and putting the baby back. But for us, that just didn't work because I have a lot of trouble falling back to sleep once I stand up. So it's a personal thing. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like figure out your own like personal needs and work together as a team to make it to make it work. And Christopher falls asleep in the middle of a sentence, like my sentence, <laughs> like I'll be talking and I'll be like, wait, are you, are you I feel asleep? like I've fallen asleep in the middle of my sentence a couple of times as well. <laughs> he falls asleep instantly. It's amazing. I'm very jealous. I, it doesn't I always that happen that way. Some, yeah. sometimes I have like nights where I just can't sleep, but, but, but yeah, when it's a night that I'm going to sleep, I'm going to sleep. And in the middle of the night, like, so the baby will cry. He won't hear the baby. I'll hear the baby. <laughs> I wake him up. He gets the baby brings the baby to me and I can go back to sleep after feeding the baby from this. And I am relatively refreshed. He doesn't take a whole session where he's like feeding the baby throughout the night. Usually. I mean, that's probably happened on occasion, but like it happened more with Luke, which was actually kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, typically different times, like different things for different kids. Like it just depends. But, um, this has been our, this is our system. Yeah. And it works really well. Like it's the thing that has made it so that both of us 
get a decent amount of sleep and also healthy bonding with the baby. Like yeah. I think he he probably doesn't always like every time he gets up in the middle of the night, but there are a lot of great times that you've had in that's, middle well, of the that's night a, times. That's a dad hack. I feel like that I've I've told other dads after having like I think it was on our third kid where I was just like, oh, the, this little baby time only lasts a certain um, amount of time. Like I can't hold Bailey anymore. Like the way I hold Luke, <laughs> it would be weird. <laughs> um, Luke is our one year old. Bailey is our almost 13 year old. <laughs> and she's um, so tall. And she's really she's tall. So tall. <laughs> anyway. So it, realizing that, and reminding myself of that because, yeah, sometimes you're tired. You don't want to be rocking a baby. You want to be asleep. You, you, or you are in the middle of something and you want to get back to that thing. And this baby needs you reveling in that time of like, I get to this. This is the moment. This is the moment where I get to hold you. Like the, I'm, I'm, there's going to be a time when I don't get this anymore and I'm going to really enjoy it. Even, even though I'm tired and that's helped me so much throughout life. Like being, being able to go like, oh, that yes, I'm tired. How sweet is this? And it's just like that, that, and I tell new dads that all the time Yeah, because nobody taught, nobody talks about it, but like, like people go like, well, it happens quick or like, you'll miss it when it's gone. But like, honestly, holding a baby is like this really special thing that you it goes away it goes away fast well and i'm just saying like everyone get yourself a partner like this guy right here like he's just a complete dream and i i i will say that if you weren't as like honest with me and if we hadn't grown up together and like and worked on these things together like i don't feel like i wasn't this person when i was in high school when we first met you were pretty awesome but i wasn't but i wasn't this guy like this guy's a lot like who i am now is much i feel like much more in tune with what's going on (laughs) than than that kid was you know what i mean we grew up together and i've like i don't know get yourself a jessica (laughs) anyway we have I, I just saying like I yeah I just feel as I said before like this would be a giant flex because you're just amazing you're like you're just the dream guy that's all uh well thank you mm. thank you <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see if we have a word from our sponsors and then we're gonna play a really fun game that might not be as mushy as the rest of the podcast but maybe I'm excited we, we kind of mush it we we kind of make it mushy don't we Support for this podcast comes from Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Tearing up the open road on your motorcycle is your thing. Keeping you covered is our thing. Feel confident with protection starting at $79 per year. Plus, did we mention the discounts like safe driver or bundling? Go from riding to thriving with the wind at your back and potential savings in your wallet. Get a motorcycle quote in three minutes or less at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy. Not available in all states. Discounts not available in all states or situations. All right. So today we are going to do a BuzzFeed quiz. Love a quiz. Ever wonder which movie couple matches your relationship? Take this quiz to find out. Okay. Yes. I do wonder that. So since we're doing relationships, and I thought I we would this. do this. Okay. So how did you two meet? Through- Wait. And I'm... I'm are, okay. Am I going to take this and then you're going to take one or is this like, this is it? This is it. Okay. Okay. So do you think we, we probably should agree on the, okay. the, we'll answer, agree on the answer together? Answers. Okay. Uh, how did you two meet through mutual friends in school on a vacation or randomly? So in school? I think so. That's what I would say too. But through yes, mutual. Yeah. Mutual no. friends is like, hey, I know this person you should meet. Yeah. That Not, didn't yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. School. Not PE friends. Okay. What are you most likely to do? Ready? What What are you most likely to do? Slow dance, go to a party, travel, or sing karaoke? I feel like this is an easy one. (laughs) Sing karaoke? (laughs) When have we ever sung karaoke? (laughs) Have you ever seen me sing karaoke? It's never happened. Oh. 
<laughs> I was going to say travel. Okay. Because okay, we've okay. done that a lot. But you've never like done that with me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Travel. <laughs> together. What are you most likely to do together? Slow dance, go to a party, travel, oh, or sing karaoke. Yeah. Okay. Travel. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, which word describes your significant other? Oh, this is difficult because... We're different people. Yeah. Hmm. But okay, let's let's just go through it. Let's go through it. Okay. Funny, spontaneous, brave, romantic. Funny. I was going to say funny too. So okay, good. We are the same people. We're the same people. Which word describes you? Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. I did not. I did so not vet person. this uh, this okay, quiz. Okay, which this. which word describes you? People, so it's good. Passionate, hmm. wild, tough, or sweet. Isn't passionate uh, and wild, wild are the same thing? This the is what I'm thinking. Thing? Yeah. Okay, we were thinking the same thing because I was like, "Wait a second, Aaron. What what describes you? Do you think out of those, passionate, wild, <sighs> tough, or sweet? Passionate. Interesting. Do you think <laughs> I'm sweet? passionate? No, sweet. Yeah, I would say I'm sweet. <laughs> you think you're passionate? Out of these yes. these? Okay. I don't think I'm very sweet. Let's go for passionate. I think you're sweet, but I also think you're passionate. I do think you're really passionate about stuff. We'll go with passionate. Okay. Typical Oz. If you and your significant other were in a movie, what would the genre be? Well, this is sort of like <laughs> cheating on their part. Like, what Which movie, movie do you think you Which would be best for? Which couple movie? are you? Anyway, adventure, rom-com, romance, or drama? Okay. I would say maybe rom-com because mm-hmm. I'm always like falling and like spilling stuff on yeah. myself. You are the actual rom-com hero of all time. I am. I'm the girl that everyone's but, like, why are they writing that same character again? <laughs> this is yeah. Not okay. You're like spilling stuff and then you <laughs> take off your glasses stuff. and all of a sudden your hair is flowing in the wind. Oh, I don't know. It does. It does. I'm, I've seen it. So rom-com? Yeah. Okay. What Disney couple are you to the most like, <laughs> What? 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 It... We love a lazy quiz. <laughs> this is whoever wrote this. I love it. It's my favorite. You're a genius. Uh, what Disney couple are you most you were like? You're a genie. Uh, no, that's Aladdin and Jasmine. Is not Aladdin and the genie. It's well in the Aladdin live action or new action, whatever the new one was. Yeah, the genie. There was a genie. It had a love interest. Romance. Yeah, that's true. That, that's, that's not one of the options. Oh, that's though. what I was thinking for us. Are we more Ariel and Eric, Little Mermaid and Prince Eric? So what's that? Like kind of like he couldn't even recognize her? Yeah. And, then and he, he fell like, for another girl because she had kind of the same voice. But like totally different hair. Totally different hair. And then, like, and definitely, she also had legs. She, she like gave up her livelihood for him. Yeah. <laughs> Belle and the Beast. So, like, total jerk. Yeah, fell for the wrong guy. Total jerk. Then uh, she changed him. Yeah. Uh, not not a great message, mm. really. Okay. Aladdin and Jasmine. Scruffy okay. street rat. Okay. Who wins so he, the, the he princess? Just, he pretended to be somebody else to impress he her. He did. He did. But that Boy, didn't. Disney couples. <laughs> what am I telling you about the media? Oh my goodness! All right. But did she call him out on it or anything? I, she did. I she was a very strong female character. I'm just. So saying, was the. So was Belle in some ways too, well, though, and Ariel. Well, except she gave up her leg like her swimming yeah yeah no okay i take that i take all of that back yeah you're absolutely right that's that's unfortunate or flynn rider and rapunzel Mm. so again a thief oh yeah kind of a vain guy like that i love the name flynn and Mm -hmm. rider yeah but i didn't like that he was like kind of a troublemaker and she was just well he had a dream of being surrounded by enormous piles she was like so naive like Mm -hmm. she'd never seen anything else in the world and she like comes upon this guy who i can't remember why but was some form of criminal and he was wasn't it a trick like he was gonna turn her in for for some reason like he wanted to get money off of turning her in i can't remember he wasn't he wasn't great though i loved that movie it was a really great movie yeah i cry every time it was a really good one but I didn't. I wasn't in the like end, super into. in the end, he did choose to do the right thing. And, yes. and basically sacrifice himself. In a great, and there was a canoe moment. 
Yes. But yeah, I don't know if that personifies us as much. So we have Ariel and Eric, Belle and the Beast, Aladdin and Jasmine, or Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. I feel like we I'm look the towards... most like Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. I was leaning towards Aladdin and Jasmine. But I, I can't think remember. I don't know why. Relationship wise, maybe. I don't know what what would you say is their relationship. I just can't really remember. And I saw the live action one. He was a dreamer, street rat, wanted more out of life. You're just like going street rat. (laughs) That's all I can think in my head is that lyric. And then Jasmine was was this strong princess that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna marry someone she wasn't in love with. Hmm. And then they and there was a lot of trickery. Yeah, he he. He, I want to he say, wished here's, to here's be a prince, but then the genie couldn't actually make him a prince. I think like, I that figured it out. That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, yes. Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. Uh-huh. You're Rapunzel. I'm Flynn Rider. What are you trying to say? I was like the troublemaker, I feel like. And you were like very innocent and sweet. So we're reversing the roles. But we're still that couple. Okay. All right. I mean, what do you think? Sure. I don't know. I think you're painting yourself in a light that you shouldn't. I just mean like... Like you were the one that wasn't like, didn't get out of a tower much. Same with Jasmine. Jasmine and, was, and Rapunzel are kind of the same in that regard. I don't know. I'm totally, I, I need to refresh myself. All right. So we're going to go with Flynn Rider and Rapunzel. Yeah. But. Because I do like the names. Swapping the, the genders. Yes. Okay. All right. We are <gasps> Sally and Harry from when Harry met Sally. Okay. We're good with that. I think I haven't seen it in like now in this particular years. movie. Am I Meg Ryan or am I Billy Crystal? I can't remember the plot, but I remember I liked the movie like in the nineties. Okay, you both are best friends. You know each other so well that it's scary sometimes. You two are a match made in heaven. Columbia we Pictures won. The yeah, quiz. that was good. I think that was a good yeah good quiz. We should win. watch that movie again because I can't really remember it, but I feel like they're funny. Yeah. Like, I think he's like very, they're like, they've got banter. Yeah, they do have banter. And they, I feel like they travel. I think there's a car. There was a question. In. One of the, one of the questions we didn't get to today was like, do you still like going on dates with each other? And I feel like, uh, first off, yes, I do very much like going on a date with you. And I feel like when we go on a date, we become like those people where we're like bantering and laughing a lot more and like making jokes about stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to say, I don't even like, I feel like I don't even like need to go on a date. Like, it's kind of fun. Just I'm to just saying that quiet, it's fun. Like to be able to have a conversation yeah. like, in full for like a solid hour or like see a movie. Yeah. It feels kind of I feel like we go see a movie and then we have dinner afterward and we like talk about the movie and make fun of it. And it's like good times. But more so, we usually end up just grocery shopping. That's fun too. <laughs> All right. It is that time again where we have to say goodbye. And I'm sure there's lots of things that we didn't talk about today. You can submit your questions again using the hashtag L-T-A-W-W-L-T. That's A-T-A-W-L-T. Or let's... No, L-T-A-W-L-T. What did I say? A-T. A-T. It's okay. It's so hard. The the letters (laughs) of the beginnings of let's talk about what we learned today. (laughs) So just think about that when you're typing it out. You can also just tag us (laughs) on Twitter it's Ballinger Mom and Ballinger Family, right? You're Ballinger Mom on, on Twitter, right? You have yeah. different names, different places. I was trying to figure out if our name was long enough to be considered a haiku. It is not. Oh, sorry. But that would That's be too pretty bad. cool. <laughs> really messed that one uh, up. Um, yeah, I'm Ballinger Mom I'm on Twitter and Jessica Ballinger on Instagram. And I don't know, we're just a big mess of various names on various social platforms. But we have some really exciting news because we have a special guest next week yes we who was do. actually clamoring to be on tonight's episode but we told her that she needed to go to sleep because it's pretty late right now um but bailey will be our guest for our podcast next week and she's really 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 excited and i'm guessing she'll want to talk about books which yeah. i'm here for okay so, so we'll if you see. have questions about books or book recommendations or, or hamilton she'll probably be talking about talk about hamilton books and hamilton the whole time and that's cool so, yeah. <laughs> but I know she's really excited to do the podcast and Parker has been begging, I think every day to come back and do more podcasts. So 
I'm sure well, we can only we can eventual. only we only have three microphones. We only have so three microphones. We have to do one kid at a time. And <laughs> but our um, kids are funny. They are all vying for their podcast time. Also, uh, if you are listening to this the day that it came out tomorrow, which is Friday, we are returning to our vlogs. So we will have a new vlog posted on Ballinger Family on YouTube tomorrow. Be sure to check that out. Uh, it's going to be a really fun week. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we It's going to be a fun week because Luke's birthday. Is that this one. week? I, mean, I think it's... it's the 16th and I, I it's Friday. So, I, I guess it'll be the, after the next podcast. Yeah, it'll be after the next podcast. But, but it'll still be a fun week. <laughs> we'll be planning for it. We will be planning for it, getting ready for it. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening today. I'm Chris. This is Jessica. You have just listened to Let's Talk About What We Learned Today, the podcast, episode three. Woo! We're doing it. Have an excellent week. Goodbye.